Coming up on TMSPM, get high and then watch Fury Road. Scott is trying to pimp less. How many legs does this guy have? Live by the shug, die by the shug. Upkeep can bite me in the butthole. Darth Asthma. The big book of British diabetic retinopathy. Well done, Dan Dan the Tabletop Man. Your Twitter questions and more on this caffeinated episode of TMSPM. This is the morning stream, but it's not in the morning, it's at night. TMS PM. Hello everybody, welcome back to TMS PM. It is the weekly edition of the show that we do at night, and we do it because of your support at patreon.com slash TMS. It's the only reason it exists. I'm Scott Johnson, this is Brian Dibbett. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Uh, doing all right. Got a lot uh, to do still today before I leave here at around six and then uh, we're going to babysit the little dude and then uh, coming home at around nine and then I'm going to play Battlefront all night. And you might say, Scott, what are you doing? Why, what, what battle? Star Wars Battlefront? Dude, yeah, you've been uh, you've been tweeting about all this business. You've been having a having a great old time with this. Yeah, a little bit of a shooter uh, phase at the moment. Um, and I got a great story around it. So yesterday cool. I'm playing. And uh, we're just in there, you know, chilling, doing our thing and playing the game and killing lots of stormtroopers and whatever, you know. Uh, for those who don't know, this is uh, Battlefront 2 currently on uh, uh, EA Origins on PC. And, of course, it's on consoles and stuff. And sure. I, I hadn't checked in for a long time because it was very controversial at launch uh, because they had a ton of microtransactions. Everybody was really yes. irritated it with. It was a big pay-to-win fiasco with uh, Darth Vader or something. Like, you could get Darth Vader if you paid for Darth Vader. Well, you could just get him much quicker. And also, the the perks that you can get in the game, you would earn through paying for them. And then there were loot boxes you had to wait for and all this kind of stuff. They got rid of all that. And it's all just kind of progression-based now. But then I kind of fell off of it because I was like, well, I'll come back and see how they fixed it when it's fixed. Just Mm kind of didn't get back around to it. Noticed it was on sale. Went, oh, I haven't checked in there in a while. It's only 10 bucks right now or something uh, for the holidays. They're, they're extended the sale. Anyway, so I get in there, and I have a great time. That game's great. Tons of people in there playing. All kinds of Star Wars happening. Uh, mm-hmm. Shooting dudes, dr- you know, driving an ATST around uh, when I get the lucky chance, that sort of thing. It's very cool, and uh, it's very fun. So I'm playing this one mode where it's about 16 on 16 people. And mm-hmm. it's set on Hoth, and we are in the Rebel base. And uh, I am a uh, I am a, a stormtrooper trying to find a thing in the base and destroy it. And then there's a bunch of Imperial dudes, or not? Sorry, uh, rebel Rebel dudes, Rebel dudes, Rebel dudes, Rebel, yeah, Rebel, <laughs> Rebel aliens. Yeah, Rebel Wilson, she's great. <laughs> uh, they're all in the uh, in the base trying to defend it. Okay, so it makes sense, right? I've explained a shooter to you, basically. Thank you for that. You bet. No problem. And we've all got blaster rifles and all that cool stuff. And um, that's a beautiful game. That's the other thing. It's gorgeous. Anyway. It it does. I remember uh, getting the original one Mm -hmm. on PlayStation 4, and it was a gorgeous game. Yeah. That engine is no schlub when it comes to shooters. Anyways, so uh, I'm playing, and I'm losing terribly. Just getting my arse handed to me in a galactic way, man. Just just Mm -hmm. getting murdered. (laughs) And um, dude on the other team at the end of the thing, sends me a little whisper. Uh, because apparently my name on the origin service is Frog Pants Studios, which is oh, nice. super boring, right? But that's just yeah, what it is. Right. 
It's not I cool. kill noobs 69-69. Right. It's nothing cool. There's nothing edgy about it. It's literally like this f- f- crappy attempt to pimp my company name while I'm playing a shooter in the, in the game. It's dumb. Right. And I don't remember setting it up, but it was years ago, and so whatever. It's just there. So he sends me a message, and he goes, Hey, are you the, like, the Scott Frog Pants? Like, the guy, uh, that guy? I said, yeah. And he goes, the same, the same one that... Uh, host the morning. St- I don't know why he's got this voice. It was all text. Because <laughs> he's he's typing in uh, Times New Roman. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, he says, uh, you're the you you're the host of the morning stream with Brian Ibbett. And I said, yeah. And he says, oh my gosh, I'm such a fan. I've been listening to that show since 2010 or 2011. I love it. I love it. I love it. Please don't ever stop doing it. And sorry, I killed you so many times. <laughs> that's awesome so I want to give him a shout out his his screen name was Rosenhertz I don't know his real name but it was R-O-S-E-N maybe an underscore I don't remember H-E-R-T-S Rosenhertz Rosenhertz it sounds like one of Fletch's nicknames that he, or one of his aliases that he came up with <laughs> it does hi I'm uh, Larry Rosenhertz uh, can I borrow your towel my car just did a water buffalo yeah when he's out in uh, fake Provo Utah in that one scene <laughs> right right exactly um, but yeah like uh, so Rosenhertz if you're listening cool yeah it was yeah. it was fine it was fun getting my ass kicked by you and I'm glad to have you listening and uh, welcome back to the show nice yeah what um, uh, do you find that with when you're a stormtrooper in Battlefront does the reticle jump left and right every time you shoot so that you <laughs> completely miss the thing that you're shooting at? No, in fact, this the, the you're not wrong to make that assumption given how poorly they tend to shoot, right? Uh-huh. And I had my wonderings as I got into the game again. I'm like, do they make a thing out of that? Is that like part of this game at all? Wouldn't that be great if it was? It would yeah. it would be. So I tried it on both sides of the of the fight, and sure enough, they all have the exact same chances of winning and shooting and aiming and everything else. So they don't give you a disadvantage for being a stormtrooper, which is nice. Um gotcha. the scout trooper is like the specialist uh mm-hmm. in the in the scenario because it's a class based game. And that means I've got like a sniper type gun and you know, cool stuff like that. And as you earn points in the in the match, you can spend those points to buy uh, the temporary use of, say, Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker if you're on the other side or, you know, these famous characters from the game. And they're kind of scenario-specific. So if you're doing, like, a Naboo thing and you're running around like those dumb robots, the okie-dokie robots, oh, whatever they're called. Oh, geez, the pit droids, yeah. Yeah, right. if you're doing those dudes, uh, then... Or do, or do you mean the... Um... What were those called? The the tall ones that uh, Roger 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 Roger. That that's one? the ones. I don't know why I said those guys, I hate those guys. Yeah, yeah I, they're dumb, but they're cool. Dumb, the Pitroids are dumb too, but those are yeah. They're dumb, Trump, but they're Trump fun. To, they're fun to shoot with, but they're sure. dumb. But if you're in like a Naboo scenario, then the dudes you're gonna buy on your side are like Darth's uh, Dar- or um. Sorry, who was the robot with all the arms that had a bad breathing problem? Oh, um. Uh, holy cow, I can't remember that guy. Uh, Grievous. Grievous. General, General Grievous. Grievous. General yeah. Grievous, you can be him. You can buy up to him. You know, you got to be careful with him, though, because when you die, all that stuff's gone. It's kind of like buying better guns in, like, Counter-Strike. Mm, you got the sure. cash for it until you don't, you know? So it's that sort of thing. But anyway, um, uh, on the uh, on the other side, the Rebel side, you've got, you know, it depends on the scenario again, but you might have young obi-wan or um mm. you know they and and then if you're playing in like an old school thing like you're in a um uh, like on hoth you can be han solo you can be uh princess leia you can be luke skywalker you can be these things that are specific to the era and uh i'll tell you what no matter what i do where i'm at or what's going on the minute somebody becomes darth maul get the mm-hmm. f out of there 
because <laughs> he is a crazy SOB. He just comes flying out of nowhere with his two spinning blades going, vroom, 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 oh, wow. and he yeah. says horrible things like, your flesh is weak, and he can just fly across the screen, force choke three of you in a radius, throw you at the wall, keep moving. Like, he is wow. just, I have to hide when he comes out. I don't like him. It pisses me so off. So he's totally OP is what you're saying. I feel like he's a little O-penis, a little bit. A little <laughs> he has some O-penis. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, wow. I've been having a lot of fun with oh, it, cool. and I, I wanted to make sure to give Rosenhertz a shout-out because, man, he worked me. He just worked me. He was the top uh, point-getter, too, at the end of the match and uh, just rocked everybody's socks. So, grats to him, and I hope I see him in game again. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, awesome. game's very fun. It's uh, I'm, I'm glad I checked back into it. They, they seem to have cleaned up their act on the uh, monetization front, and... Nice. It's a good game. Like it's a it's just a good solid fun game. Fun game and there are tons of people in there like you never waiting for matches. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. what mode you choose, you're just in immediately. And uh that's just just it's a big bag of fun. I'm going to keep playing it. Super cool. Uh, tell so me, yeah, okay. Tell me about your lift thing. I want to hear that. Yeah, first. I decided so I was going to trivia last night. Trivia didn't start till 8 p.m. So I decided, you know what? I'll kill some time and lift for a couple hours and basically what I'll do is I'll just go out um uh early and then as i get like an hour away from start time of trivia i'll set my destination as the the place i'm doing trivia and then if i get any rides on the way to there then great if not then no big deal sure um uh, only got three rides uh yesterday afternoon i kind of stayed north and, and and a little bit west but um picked up a woman in an apartment and this was a fun one because the leasing office is the one is the one that actually has the address. So you, when you're looking at the map in Lyft, it shows you a push pin for whatever address they tell you is the pickup location. Yeah. And then you also see um, a little a little uh, icon of a person sitting there waving with their hand up, <laughs> and that's a rough location of where that person is or where their phone is anyway. Okay. And so um, and it's GPS based, right? So if it's if GPS is being a little fiddly, it might shift them around a little bit or whatever. Totally. And okay. it often does. It often fiddles them around. Yeah. And the problem with that is that you have to get close to the pushpin location to swipe and say, I'm picking them up. You can't get close to the hand location. So if they start walking to you, that's great. Saves you some time. But I figured out a way around where you like hit a, hit a button and then you can say no the person walked towards me and so I could pick him up there. Yeah. But it's still kind of a pain in the butt because you don't know. All right, do I go to where they are or do I go to the, where the pushpin is? And so in this case, I went to the pushpin. Okay, picked her up and uh, found out that she was really just going about three blocks over because she needed to buy beer <laughs> at the Conoco. Wow. <laughs> Three blocks. Why not walk that? Just walk that. Because it was really cold. I guess it's actually probably more like a mile, but it was, you know, it was a really short. It was like a two minute trip. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, so, like, all right, yeah, all right, let's go. And we, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not going to say no. And we drive over to the Conoco. And I said, well, here's the deal. Um, I'll totally wait for you. And if I don't have a ride by the time you come out, I'll run you back to your apartment gratis, you know, so you don't have to try and and schedule another oh, ride nice. but if i do get a a call in between now and the time you come out with your beer i'm going to be gone and you're kind of going to get stuck here yeah so she's like oh yeah totally cool it's like all right so she goes in she gets her beer i'm waiting i'm waiting oh no waiting. she comes out yeah. and i run her back to her apartment and just as we're pulling in to the complex where apartment is, I get a notification that, oh, you've got another ride to pick up. So perfect. Oh, it was like the timing. best 
the best situation. She's like, wow, no other Lyft driver's ever done that for me before. That's awesome. I'm totally going to give you a big tip. I'm like, oh, thanks. You don't have to do that. That's awfully nice of you to say, but I appreciate it. Did she do it? She give you a big tip? No. As of, as of right now, <laughs> I got zero tips yesterday from the three rides that I did on the way to trivia. Oh, lame. So, F you, beer girl. Yeah, she should have done. That was kidding. like 2020 nice thing of the year to do so far, right. and she didn't That's give right. you a tip. That's a bummer. That's, That's right. And I, you know what? We did talk about the fact that because uh, she was from Salt Lake, oh. uh, we we got to you know I got to find out, and so of course we started talking about how I know you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a friend in Salt Lake City, and how do I know him? Well, we do a podcast together. Oh, really? What's the podcast? No, oh, it's called the Morning Stream. Oh, really? Okay, well, I'm gonna check it out. So she could be listening. So no, f you, uh, beer girl. <laughs> Or it was, uh, like the tip, she's like, eh, I forgot what you told me. I just wanted she my beer. Did. Yeah, that's true. After a couple Paps Blue Ribbons, she probably uh, is not remembering. Uh, oh, did you actually see what kind of beer she got? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She just brought out a 12-pack a of Pabst. Is Pabst any good? I, I'm not a beer guy, so I don't know. Uh, no, it's cheap, though. It's You know what? On the scale of good to cheap, it's one of the best cheap beers you can get. Oh, okay. But it is a it is a cheap beer. There are many beers that you can get. Got it. There are many beers that you can get. This is no, this is no uh, microbrew fat tire special. You know, this is on the, this is on the Coors Miller uh, spectrum. So gotcha. Well, Post Malone would yeah. like it then. He's a big, he's a big Bud Light guy, I guess. Oh yeah, then he probably would like the PBR. Sure. Yeah. Yep. For some reason, he's rappers. PBR. All right, I got a fun email to share with you. It gives me yes. a little bit of indication, but also just maybe maybe this will strike somebody else out there who's been on the fence, okay? <laughs> this is a rec- Okay, this might turn into a recommendation. I love it. All I right, love good. this too. John G. wrote in. Uh, the subject is, Scott, I finally get it. When I saw that, I went, oh, what's this about? So I read this email, and this is what he says. <laughs> he says, Scott, I saw Fury Road once in 2015. I didn't like it. It's just a movie about a chase, I said. What's so great about that? He said, I've still always loved uh, your love of it. It's hard not to appreciate the sheer purity of joy that that movie brings to you. I don't care how many times people uh, around you may roll their eyes. Turns out. Before you go any further. Before you go any further. Yeah. I'm amazed you kept reading after that opening sentence. After that opening paragraph. Oh, well, there's there's (laughs) more. I did not like it, Scott. Uh, It's just a movie about a chase. What's so great about that? Okay, delete email. There was so much more email here. I thought he must have something more to say so i went on turns out my mistake was seeing it sober he says i finally caught up with it again the other day hi this time on that reefer you know which is legal in my state and finally finally got it i think you as a visual artist have access to something in your day-to-day life that people like me don't have you're getting more information through your eyes than common folk like me uh it's why i think you often have these specific features or faces of bodies of celebrities you constantly call out. I think you're literally seeing more things than I am. That ended uh, wow. sorry. That ended for me this time with my mouth dropped open and my eyes just let the world in. Every single frame of this movie was pouring this madness into my vision. There is nothing like this that exists. That's what hits you first. The sheer audacity and originality and not just uh the uh missing scene. I don't know what he means there. Am I oh, mise en That's a French term. Oh, is it a French word? Mise en scene? I've never heard of that before. Mise en scene. And I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm sure there's wow, letters in there you don't pronounce, but fancy. Uh, they're not supposed to be pronounced. I mean, it's fancy talker, this guy. Mise en scene. Mise en scene. 
But he says the total picture, the different components of the picture, from the wrenches hanging over the ancient-looking, water-spewing city cliff to the white chalked chrome-faced war boys to Mad Max himself, our uh, our let's see, oh, uh, our only inherited element from the other movies being converted into a blood bag for for this one. Immortan Joe, Furiosa, the whole damn world we see, and then the movie just launches. The pistol fires and we're burning rocket fuel and that doesn't let us catch our breath for 40 minutes. In every second of that adrenaline-fueled first chase, something visually interesting is happening. And we're also getting, or sorry, we're also setting up characters and motivations with a minimal dialogue. Everything is totally insane and yet it makes total sense. A, re- uh, a real story unfolds. The trust and sacrifice that has to be earned between our two main characters is told visually. Furiosa's loss at the news of her lost dream is heart-destroying. That death storm is otherworldly. The further battles are invigorating. The, co- uh, the conclusion is triumphant and amazing. I was blown away. I know you know this. You've been saying it for years. But now I see. I finally get it. Thank you, he says. Wow. Boom! <laughs> That's maybe my I mean, favorite there, review. Were there people, were there naysayers out there that you feel like you need to be vindicated from? Or uh, uh, just people think I overblow it, or that I like it more than it's worth, or whatever. That I'm that that I'm overselling it, and I'm and I hundred percent mean everything I ever say glowingly about that movie. So, dear Scott, what's the best way for me to get an email read on the uh, on TMS? Uh, dear Penthouse, I never okay, thought this okay. would happen to me. All right. Have your finger, hover your finger over the uh, the Snoop Dogg uh, soundboard button that oh. you got there. Ready? All right. Let me find it. So I'm going to tell you. Okay. So if you out there are listening and you don't like Mad Max Fury Road, there's one thing that you need to do. Okay. Oh, Hit wait. the button. Uh, wait. I the Snoopy Poop Dog one? Is that the one? No. Which no. one? Oh! Hold on. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I know what it is. Oh, geez. This new system sucks. Okay. Well, that doesn't work. This is terrible. Okay. Now I found it. I found it. In fact, I may just play the whole thing. Here you go. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, that's the answer. That's the answer. If you didn't get it the first time, weed. Smoke weed. Get that weed in there. Smoke smoke and do pot. I like at the mall and stuff, there's kids that smoke and do pot. Smoke and do pot. Smoke and do pot. Yeah. It was a great character on uh, Deep Space Nine. Love smoking Dupont. <laughs> smoking Dupont. Yeah, yeah, he was something else. Anyway, smoking Dupont. So, <laughs> so uh, there you go. I just feel really good about that review, and I thank him for sharing it with us. All right, now That's awesome. the time has come. The place is now for Dan, Dan, the tabletop man, to join us and to uh, uh, enjoy his company and to play his theme. Which I'm going to do right now. Okay. Oh, I, I just got an email from somebody. Brian, I just listened to the very first Spice Girls album, and it's now my favorite <laughs> album of all time. By the way, if you had to estimate how many people got to you with their Spice <laughs> oh, Girls geez. meme thing, how the many baby people? Yoda uh, justifies the existence of a scary Yoda, uh, posh Yoda, etc. Yeah. Yeah, between... between, And then somebody took the, the Twitter post copied it pasted it into an email and sent it to me and and i don't think that they were doing it facetiously because they saw the the tadpole post 
That, I think they totally did that innocently. Like, oh, Brian's gonna like this. I'm gonna send it to him. So you get you get for your Spice Girls fandom what I get for my Mad Max Fury Road. Fandom. I'll bet you do. Yeah. yeah, any any tweet that mentions Mad Max Fury Road probably gets linked to you and said, Scott, look at this, look at this. Well, now this. Be careful, may cause drowsiness. It's Dan Dan the Tabletop Man joining us. Uh, after, What's going on, boys? Hey, Hello. after after a triumphant New Year, there, Dan. How you feeling in 2020, there, buddy? Ah, uh, you know. Same old. I'm a little more sore today than I was yesterday. But, oh, you know. what'd you do there? Oh, Did you work that? out? Did you go working out or something? At hockey last night. Oh, you know, I played beer league oh. on Thursday night. So, That's right, you know. beer league. Tell me beer about league. tell me about beer league. Does it involve <laughs> hockey and beer drinking? Is that the combo? Yes, it involves. It's basically just an excuse to get to the beer after the hockey. Wow, how are you not oh, so a Canadian? No beer while you're drinking. No, while no, you're no, no, no. We just okay. we play the hockey and then we. Uh, we play that hockey. We play the <laughs> hockey, and then uh, somebody is assigned to bring beer every uh, every week. How come you're not Canadian? Seriously, what happened? You're from Long I, Island, for hell's sakes. Come on now. Yeah, so I'm like almost, I'm like a quarter Canadian because I'm almost up there. Yeah. I mean, you I'm basically, you sound Actually, like... uh, my family, what's funny is uh, my half of my family, I'm French Canadian, actually. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So when, uh, when I did the whole whatever it was, 23andMe or what, one of those things, uh, I saw that I, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of colors on my thing because I'm from a lot of different countries over by Italy and everything else. But the people that came over here first from my other side of the family actually were in Montreal. They're French Canadian, and then they migrated down to I think uh, Boston and then Long Island, and then uh, all the other Italian people kind of came over and just went straight to Brooklyn. Yeah, and what then, like good Italian people do. That's right. You're supposed to end up there. You either get in the mob or you play hockey and drink beer. Those are your two options. Yeah. Yeah, half of my uh, family were cops in Brooklyn, and the other half were not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What were? But they doesn't make them the mob. It just means they weren't cops, right? A candy store. <laughs> yeah. And uh, his name was Sonny Carbone. Oh, shut up! <laughs> really? That was his name? Really? Yes. I. Uh, he's a great, Carbone. great guy. And uh, I wasn't. My grandfather would bring. I'd go to Brooklyn every week, like a good, like most people, like our age. I had parents that were divorced. Yeah. No. Like. Yeah. A lot that's of time a, in Brooklyn. Lots. Lots so of Gen been, Xers have the divorced parents. Sure. Yeah. So we. Uh, I used to go there, and uh, so my dad would be working or something. And my grandfather uh, would take me over to Uncle Sonny's, and I'd get a chocolate egg cream. Brian, you know what a chocolate egg cream is? Yes. It has neither oh. egg nor cream in it. It is a. It's basically <laughs> a chocolate milk with uh, soda soda water in it. Is it yep. good? Is it good? It's, it's delicious. They are absolutely and, delicious. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it sounds. Back room, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. It sounds horrific to me. Just on the. Oh face of no! It. It's fantastic. It's really, really. Good. Oh yeah, Scott, you would love it, and then you'd be like, "I can't have too many of these because yeah, you know no, no they're sugar. really not good for you, but they're so good." I'm off the sugar. Oh, I didn't tell you I had my first cheat of the three months. You guys want to know what it was? Oh, what was it? It was uh, dessert at the New Year's Eve dinner because it came as a five-course meal, right? So mm -hmm. they have dessert included in that. And in there, they had a bunch of options, all of them sugary. So I went for the least of the sugary ones. Guess which thing had the least amount of sugar? Oh, geez. Was it, it a uh, creme brulee? Yes, yeah, was it tiramisu or creme brulee? It was a creme brulee. Right. The creme brulee had the least amount of sugar, which is literally uh, like burnt sugar on top of sugar. The, the shell is, yeah, it's sugar that the torch has been taken to. Yeah, I basically told Kim ahead of time, I'm like, this is the one night, and I, I told her I cleared it with Dan. Isn't that funny? I said I cleared it with Dan. He says, you know, once in a while you can go for it and have a thing you like and then just be good. So I did. I was very good with everything else. I had that. 
it was overwhelming, like too sweet. I didn't, yeah. I couldn't finish yeah. it. It was like, oh that's, my gosh. That's the thing. Like if you're off it for a while, like I had a, a, a regular Coke for the first time in, in months mm -hmm. uh, this last summer. And exactly. It's like, oh my God, this is so sugary and sweet. I'm so used to the. It's like pure Coke syrup, isn't it? Yeah. The, yeah, it totally is. It's like melted yeah, candy not, in your mouth. It's not good. So, not so I'm happy to report I don't really miss it. Uh, it didn't make me, you know, want to dive in and eat a bag of donuts or anything. Is that even a thing? <laughs> and that is true because I tell Scott all the time, you know, you got to make sure. And, and you too, Brian, because, you know, you're cutting out a lot of things. You sure. know, every yeah. now and then you got to give yourself, you know, give yourself a little treat here and there. You know, oh, don't overdo it. But, uh, you know, well, mind and body are connected. So you really want to make sure that you, you know, make yourself happy every now and then. Right. Yeah, um, this, uh, in, in his stomach, not in other ways, right. of course. But, you know, <laughs> in your stomach. This last week was uh, really good for the mind and not so good for the body because I actually went up four, well, four pounds. Let's just round it up. Four pounds when I went in for my weigh-in. Wow, wait uh, a minute. The week before that, it was... Yes. That's weird. I what know. did you have I that was so... On uh, Thanksgiving week, I, I stayed the same. I lost on Christmas week. I don't know what the deal was with... Um, new year's but uh yeah it was <laughs> maybe so. uh, uh maybe K kitty was like injecting you with something while she was distracting <laughs> you and kitty were uh were putting fat in the vents or something is just like inhaling going into my uh, system that damn, way damn that's crazy well uh yeah. anyway I, I, other than that i haven't made a goof and i'm down another two so i feel like i'm i feel like i'm doing okay i go in for uh the blood test to check the shug on the ninth cool. that's next week that's the three-month mark and uh, we'll see what uh, I can't remember her name, Granny Granny Big Fist or whatever her name is. See what she Granny says. Granny goodness, yeah. Whatever the doctor's <laughs> name is, I forgot her name. Uh, but anyway, we'll see how that goes. All right, Dan, it's good to have you here as well, always. Then they'll, they'll... I'll go ahead. Well, well I was gonna say they'll probably do that blood test for you to get the A one C and everything. Oh yeah, they're gonna. That's the whole thing. They're gonna do all that that day, and and uh, I probably won't get labs for a couple of days. But I just want to see if you know this worked. I didn't work out as strongly as I wanted in the final stretch, given my back going out. Uh, which is all fine now. My back doesn't hurt at all. But I went through about, I don't know, a month and a half of that time where my back just wouldn't let me do too much physical stuff that was, mm -hmm. you know, out of control. So I do a lot of walking and things. So I'm hoping that it's, it's enough uh, to do it. And then here's the great thing. I go to the eye doctor the other day. And it's just a regular checkup in January. Uh, hi, Cindy. We saw Cindy Parkhouse there. She's a regular in the <laughs> tadpole. Anyway, had a great time with her. Anyway, doctor comes, looks at my eyes. And I asked him, I said, you know, I get this uh, whole sugar thing coming up. I'm a little nervous about it. Does it have, you know, I hear it has effects on the eyes. And he goes, well, I can tell you. And he, and he does the, the thing. And he says, you have zero sign that anything's weird with your eyes. I said, oh, that's good. And he said, well, let me show you what that actually looks like. And he pulls out this book. And on it is a big header that says diabetic, uh, oh, shoot, retinopathy, I think. Retinopathy, yeah, it's yeah. diabetic retinopathy. And yep. he shows me these charts and then photos of it actually happening. It's gnarly. It's gross. Like, basically what happens is your eye, because there's too much sugar in your blood, tries to absorb it in the back of the eye on the retina and in the lens. And eventually the lens expands and gets too fat and gross and crust crusty, and the retina itself starts to fall apart and get cuts in it and all this weird stuff, and you go blind. He says, you've got none of that, first of all. And second of all, you don't even have a lens. So that's not even an option because we did cataracts on you like five years ago. So you've got like a fake metal lens in there. It doesn't care about sugar. So it's not going to like expand or bloat or no. do anything weird. So he says, you can take this sheet and look at it, but know that you don't have it. He kept making this really big point. He's like, just look at it. Now, you don't have this, but it's an interesting read about a thing that can be kind of scary. But it's a thing uh. you don't have, he kept saying. <laughs> 
Could, could you tell that he's he's had you freaking out about other things before? Yes, yes. That, that he knows was clear. how to handle you? That was clear, uh, for sure. <laughs> but then I said, um, so I said to him, I said, this is weird. This is the most I've learned about any of this. And you're my eye person. Why doesn't my doctor tell me these things? And he's like, I don't know. Sometimes they just think, don't think they need to get that deep because you're not symptomatic. You don't have other problems. You're right on the edge. And I said, well, okay, just whatever. But anyway, so I'm real hopeful. The night's around the corner. Wish me luck. No more Suge in my life. It's just like uh, Tupac. I don't have any more Suge in my life. Suge Knight is out of my life. Nice. <laughs> and, you right. know, and, and, um, so what you what you watch out for when they do you know a lot of those dilations and they take those pictures, a lot of those blood vessels, if you've got too much, if your sugar is way too high for too long, it almost sometimes they almost look like they're breaking off and stuff. And I'm sure you saw, saw that in some of those other pictures. Oh, yeah. That okay. they're really funky the way those blood vessels are. So you still got to, you know, you still want to make sure you take care of your uh, you know, your sugar, but that's oh, yeah. usually a thing where they'll notice that after you've had it for a long, long time. So you get taken care of it this early is going to be a really good thing. So, yeah, that's what um, he said. He says, you, he says, if you're, if this is a lifestyle change, you're going to stick to, you're not ever going to see this. I said, Oh, that's cool. He goes, yeah, I have patients who, you know, are over the line and are technically diabetic, but they, even then they're looking at, you know, they'd have to live poorly for the next 25 years for it to take effect on their eyes. Like he says, this isn't the sort of thing you'll just notice one weekend. And I said, oh, all right, well, that's a good good to know. And then he told a really terrible joke that I can't remember. And then I left. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Anyway, they're all very nice people. And Cindy Parkhouse, and, if you're and listening, you're amazing. Yes. You see a lot of, um, when you, you man, this is crazy stuff. When I was in school, I used to do rounds and stuff like that. And we would see some of these diabetic patients. And the doctors would tell them, like, because you have peripheral neuropathy, which is like you start having problems, uh, you know, feeling in your fingers and your toes. Mm -hmm. And you normally get it a lot more, uh, a lot quicker in your toes with the circulation really sucking uh, to there because people aren't getting a lot of exercise and the sugar is way too high. And they start getting like gangrene and stuff like that, where they're just, their limbs just start dying on them. You know, their toes start dying. Yeah. And uh, this is a pretty nasty one. So we, one time I was working at a hospital at a VA. And this gentleman had for years, the doctor had been telling him, man, you've got to get your sugar under control. You have got to. And his, he just started getting gangrene and stuff growing in his feet and, and maggots. And he was in there. Ugh. I was going to, I was actually, because I used to uh, watch some surgeries with these doctors. He was in there to get his leg cut off yeah. at the knee. Ugh because of diabetes mm. and it smelled so bad. We had to have the, uh, whatever the heck, the Vaseline or whatever the, the stuff, you have menthol stuff under your nose. The guy was starting to get sick from some of the pre-med cause you know, you have to so pre-med some up so much before those, uh, you know, obviously you're going to lose a limb, but man, uh, the guy was starting to throw up and stuff and he's like, Nope, I can't do it today. And, and the, uh, one of the other the surgeons is like, this is the third time this guy's been in here to get his light cut off. And he's like, and it's just getting worse and worse. And it's, it's just eventually just going to start getting septic, septic and just hold, so bad. So hold on. Third time he's been in there to get his leg cut off. How many legs does this guy have? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he keeps, he keeps telling him, no, he won't go through he with it. He keeps bailing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. He keeps bailing at the right, last so minute. He, he had three legs to start with him. or four legs. This is his uh, last leg. This is the last one he has to stand on. <laughs> he's on his last leg. Yeah. <laughs> he's on his last leg. So this is, this is weird because I saw, it's not weird, but I saw somebody recently who's clear, his feet. I saw this dude and he, he had the feet of like the, gasoline town guy in Mad Max Fury Road just big clubby looking uh, feet that he said he really couldn't feel anymore and he walked real tipsy turvy he must have that going on uh, with his feet and that's enough to me I mean listen there was enough for me then to say hey your sugar's a little high if somebody said you're on the verge of like gangrene freaking maggot feet right, I'm, right. I've never been so motivated in my life 
There you go. I've switched now to just water and vitamins. I'm done with uh, anything else. I'm never eating anything again. (laughs) Right, exactly. Oh, it's horrifying. I mean, uh... you'd be surprised. I mean, you pretty much have to do absolutely nothing and eat horrendously for years and years and years and ignore everything. Take no medication, nothing Mm. to get to those. But some people just, they just don't want to. They just don't do it, man. They just, they want to watch their programs and eat their cereal. I get it. I know what's up. Yeah. Uh, well, the good thing is when you get those, when you get your labs back, you should, they should see at least a, an upward trend in what you're going for. So they should give you, you know, uh, at least another year or another three to six months with your diet and exercise before they want to put you on anything at all. So yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully they see, you know, the weight loss and the, and the A1C should come back where they want it. Yeah, so, uh, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed our look into my sug life. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll Is that going to be the tattoo on your abdomen, yeah. by the way? I'm going to be Suge Life. Suge Life. And I'm going to show it to people, and I'm going to drink uh, 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 drank instead of whatever I'm drinking. Right. A drank right. will be my new uh, drink. Crunk. Crunk yeah, drank. Crunk. Oh, yeah. I know what. I know how to do it. All right. So, Dan, i got a question for you before we launch into what you think we should be playing these days, and it's this. Sir. Uh, during the holiday, I played a game with the family. I'm not going to say what it is because I want to hear your answer first. Um, it was really fun, and I really liked it. And it inspired me to think of a variant of the some of the systems would work great for a game I have in my head. And so I'm okay. thinking about building out a game that uses some of these ideas and then expands on them. My question to you is, given how closely you are connected to the tabletop gaming world, that's, I mean, in video games, it's very common, right? Mechanics come up, mm-hmm. let's say sure. down the sites, viewing on a first person shooter. Now everyone does it. Uh, uh, you know, the uh, Call of Duty back in the day added perks and leveling to characters and multiplayer that was never done in a shooter before now all of them do it like you you start to see iteration right across the board how mm-hmm. how frowned upon is that sort of thing in the tabletop world if you take somebody's oh that's a really cool idea and i can think of this theme and add on and other junk i want to do to it but i just want to use kind of this core mechanic that that i like that they do and use it in my idea is that like a thing where uh you're going to get banned from the world because they all hate your guns because you used an idea? No. As long as you're not completely... So as far as legality goes, you can pretty much steal just about anything as long as you're not stealing art assets or Mm -hmm. rules like copyright stuff. Right. Any of that... No. Now, what? and that's if you just pretty much stole the game, period. Right. Now, if you're making uh, changes or using things that are just kind of like a spiritual... You know, you're an homage to this game, but you're changing it, evolving it. That stuff happens all the time because, you know, things like worker placement, deck building game, they're all kind of the same thing with just a little bit change to them. So that's fine if you're iterating on things and you could even say, oh, this feels like uh, this feels like Dominion or this feels like, oh, it's deck building. But in a board game sense, you know, things like that, as long as you're changing it or you're doing things in better ways that's how we have some really good games now mm. you know things like uh, terraforming mars sure it's a euro that uses card play you know you're, you're using uh your tableau building and and putting things on a map so like everything is taken from a bunch of different ways and that's how you get there it's just from just reiterating and, and building upon things. okay so because my my experience playing recently playing ascension and then also playing star realms again they're, they're almost identical like right. they're not even the same developer. They're not the same people. They're both very no, they're successful. The, the, the same designer for one of the same designers for Ascension designed uh, 
Stop oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, well, that actually makes sense. But yeah. again, that's him taking some of these ideas and making a new game out of it, whether it's, you know, he doesn't own... Your own property. Ascension. Right, right. Exactly. So, But, but he right. changed it enough, you know, it's it was changed enough where it was basically became more of a just a two-player game, and there was a lot of other chaining things on it, so it was, was more of a spiritual thing. Man, it was funny. When we were talking about one of the other games you were designing a while ago, one of the... God, I, I, I need to find an email, because I sent you an email. It was like three or four pages, and it was all these different ways to change this deck building feel to it with what you were kind of designing with one of the other games mm -hmm. that you had mm -hmm. um and yeah and it was mostly deck building and kind of borrowing from a lot of these things so that is is pretty common and yeah, yeah and, and that, I mean, if and you're interested particular... in deck building man yeah. we can talk because that's that's my that's right up my alley and one of my favorite things to do well i really like deck building and that thing you're talking about is also still burning hot for me i want to get that one done and so we'll be talking about that but i I had this other idea. It's totally out of the out of the left field, and we'll see if it goes anywhere. But uh, I, I was just curious, you know, because I know that it's a it's a different kind of creation. It's a different labor of love. It's a different fandom than necessarily, you know, video games. Uh, video games, in some ways, are just sort of expected to mm -hmm. be a lot like the thing that they're mimicking. Like if somebody says, "Hey, I'm making a a turn based strategy game set in the future with a bunch of aliens." Everyone's going to go, ooh, that sounds like XCOM. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to play it. And even if it's just like the XCOM, they're still happy to play because it's more of what they love. And I didn't know if that carried over into board games or not. So that's it, interesting. And it's, it's funny because there's a couple of different ways to think about this. And I ask designers this a lot of times too, uh, board game designers. Like when, so Scott, you haven't played a lot of the deck builders that are out there. So when you're thinking about designing one, like, the, so the two questions are, do you want somebody to play more of them so they know what they're out? Or do you just leave them alone mm -hmm. and let them come up with their own thing? Right. But, you know, if you don't play a lot of the different ones, maybe some maybe something else would spark if you sure. play those, sure. you know, and help you with your idea. And, and you know, some people were like, well, I don't want to play the other ones because I don't want to be influenced by them. But influence is often a good thing. No, it's almost always a good thing. So I, I tend to lean more toward the more you've played, the more you're going to be better at making the thing you're trying to make and and then that being said a little bit of naivete can help when when on the creativity side certainly on the thematic side because you can do new things that nobody else is doing thematically mm -hmm. so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of there's a lot of thought there but anyway. and especially with a, a video game background and uh getting into board games like that you could probably there may be something that a lot of us uh board game designers haven't thought about as much because we haven't played a billion different video games and there might be a mechanism in there that you could, you know, translate into the tabletop world that it could really change, you know, deck building. Yeah, for, I agree. You know, change it in a good way. Well, give us a good recommendation that we should be playing now that it's 2020. It's finally time to be a tabletop gamer. What are, what are we playing this year? What are we first starting with? Two, I'll give you a real quick one first that we're going to stick to Ascension. I don't have, I actually, it's funny. I'm, I'm showing the box top to you, but my camera's not even <laughs> on. I don't know why I'm doing yet. it. <laughs> But I'm doing it anyway. So it's Ascension Skulls and Sails. Now, I've kind of talked about this one a little bit in the past, but very, very briefly. So this is kind of so Ascension has gotten just the base Ascension where you've got like the six cards in the middle that has probably about eight to ten different iterations and expansions to it. Mm -hmm. Now, they kind of change this up a little bit with Skulls and Sails where you actually are moving around a board. Your kind of boat is moving around a board and there's a Kraken that uh, can come and get you and make you lose some of your treasure. Now, treasure is something that came into a later iterations of Ascension. Scott, I'm not sure which, what, do you know, do you remember which um, so the one uh, I'm playing, expansions you got? Uh, the one I'm playing on PC right now is just the core game, 
but they have all of these expansions, including the one you just mentioned, Skulls and Sails, are available for it. But I haven't downloaded mm. any of that stuff. I'm just sort of getting used to the core game. But they're all in yes, there. Yes, and definitely yeah, like the Valley first... Valley of the Ancients, Gift of the Elements. Yeah, there's yeah, quite a few. A whole bunch of them. The first, if you can grab, if it's probably like in a uh, any bundles or anything like that, but the first few, just keep it as a real pure deck building, and it's real fun. Like the rest of them, I've got pretty much every, I, I backed a Kickstarter, God, it's probably been about eight years ago, for pretty high where I got expansions for life on the uh, on my iOS. Oh, wow. So anytime they come out, it just kind of loads in there. But uh, some of them, when you start playing like what I call Epic, epic Ascension, where you just take every damn expansion and throw them together, it just gets just crazy like all the different randomness that can come yeah can you put i mean is it is there a limit to the number of cards you can have in a single game or do you can you uh no especially since it's you know computerized there's no real limits oh you may there there may be some things that you're looking for a chain or a combo Mm -hmm. and you may never get something that combos with it very well or two things may come out that combo perfectly then there's other things like the uh like portals which was introduced in one of the uh one of the sets and there's there's a whole bunch of wackiness and it's really really fun it's just that if you're starting it i'd probably stick to the first two or four sets okay you know get used to that and really kind of fall in love with the game i i also recommend that people only play this it's a pure strategy game when you play it two players especially when you only have a couple of sets together yeah. yeah but when you start putting like four players there's a lot of randomness that just kind of can come into it which is still a great game but if you if there are people that just want that pure strategic mm-hmm. head-to-head feel to it right you start getting too many players in it and if as long as you like deck building it's fine but you may not want to you know some people are like ah you know the downtime or the the randomness i don't really like that but yeah. so what's uh skulls and sales also there's a couple of different currencies you're kind of moving around the board uh, if you are actually on a spot with a card, you may get a discount for buying that card or defeating that monster. Mm. And you also have crew uh, that will also, uh, you can turn in crew to also defeat a monster or acquire a card. And again, like I said, once you defeat the Kraken, somebody becomes the Kraken, then they can kind of chase after people and get the treasure. So Skulls and Sails, uh, I wouldn't re- I wouldn't recommend putting that with any of the other sets. Just play it by itself. It does have, I'm not sure if it came out yet, but there's a second half of Skulls and Sails. That's uh, they usually do them in two two set blocks. Mm. So as long as looking, you have the uh, looking on the, the PC version, and it says, oh yeah, they don't they don't say. Um, for the record, these are like Ascension's like ten bucks. Although this is all on sale a couple days ago, um, you can get the entire bundle like you mentioned for fifteen percent off of that. So for like seventeen something. Oh, yeah. but that doesn't include the Skull and Sales yet. I guess that's too. Don't new. know if Skull and Sales is out for iOS or, but it should be soon. I just don't think it's out yet. Yeah, highly uh, reviewed really well on Steam so far, though. People seem to like this game. It's a really good implementation. I it's been out for a while. Uh, their other game, which was a spiritual successor, I'll just throw this to you. If you guys see this out there, Shards of Infinity. Mm. Oh yeah, is the familiar. is the same designer. It's uh, Justin Gary. Uh, Justin Gary is a great guy. He's he's pretty much Mr. Ascension. He was a uh, Magic the Gathering pro. Uh, I think he's in the Magic the Gathering Hall of Fame as well. Jeez. But he designed um, Shards of Infinity, and there's a couple expansions. But that game on uh, Steam is also excellent. Oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, I own um, this. How do I? I didn't know I own this. I have this. I'm, I, I'm going to play this now because I didn't know I had it. <laughs> you'll love it because you'll feel the Ascension in it. Mm-hmm. It's great. I'll have to uh, I'll have to text you what my, my login is and... Uh, I'll, we'll have to uh, get a couple of two-player games going on uh, on these things. Now, there. for those listening who are out of the whack on this and they don't know the difference between a deck builder and a CCG or something, the difference is a deck builder is a set number of cards that are available to you during the game. Whether you get the card you want or not, that's you know down to RNG. But you you 
you have a set number of cards. It isn't like, hey, I opened a pack and got five golds you don't have. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love these, I think, because it takes away that freaking loot box mentality around mm-hmm. it. That's why I never could get into Magic. Nope. And there's no net decking and things like that. So yeah, yeah. Magic the Gathering is like a deck construction game. Yeah. Whereas deck building games, you're, everybody has the equal chance of building these decks. So there are some deck building games where they're kind of a little more asymmetric, where you may start off with a different. Usually in uh, common deck building games, you start off with the crappy 10 cards, the same crappy 10 cards each. And then depending on what you buy and decisions you make, that's how you're crafting and constructing your deck. Uh, whereas sometimes there are, and there are some really good ones which are asymmetric. Gotcha. Uh, Hero Realms is actually has has some really good. So Hero Realms, which is kind of a fantasy version of Star Realms, you can actually get like a rogue pack or a mage pack, and it starts off. You actually start off with ten different cards, mm. and that's really really fun to play. Mm. Hero Realms is amazing to play, especially if you like this sort of thing. All right, Shards of Infinity is currently seven ninety nine on Steam. If anyone wants to get the video game version, sounds pretty cheap. I don't know what it is on iOS or whatever, but. Uh... Uh, it's probably i think it's about the same it often goes i think that often goes on sale especially when they should be getting i'm not sure if it's out yet but they should be getting one of their expansions out uh on steam really really soon uh for shards infinity and this is pretty new this just came out uh well may of 2019 so not that new but new 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 ish mm-hmm. in the last like you know less than 12 months ago so anyway and in some of the expansions on the dig in the tabletop and shards infinity isn't a big box there's not a whole lot you know, uh, essentially can get pretty lofty to shuffle because mm-hmm. you can end up with, you know, with like a six foot, high, you know, I mean, a six inch high deck of cards that you're trying to shuffle if you've got a bunch of expansions. Mm-hmm. But Shards Infinity is is not a very lofty game. So that would be a perfect one for you, Scott, to, to be playing at home. And, and, and maybe you'd love this too. Just the, mm-hmm. the card play and, uh, and the strategy that goes into these games is great. And there's not a whole lot of upkeep. You know, you're not trying to keep track of a lot of things. Things like... Uh, uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse, which I love, which is you know completely different. It, it it has its own deck, but it's a superhero game. But there's upkeep like out the yin yang with uh, this status effect, that status effect, and hit points and everything else. Whereas games like Ascension and and uh, and Shards of Infinity, there the upkeep is not very hard to keep track of. I like that. I don't like cool. keeping track of upkeep. Upkeep can bite me in the butthole. I don't like it. <laughs> it's one of those things right. I don't like. Totally. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. That's a good one. Um, oh, what else was I going to ask you? I don't remember now. I had all these questions because I played a bunch of dumb games, like just you know Target t- kind of games, over the weekend mm-hmm. or over the holidays. And it was all you very know fun. Target has some good games. They're not dumb. You know what I mean? Like you know, just like hey, let's play. Yeah. We no, didn't play okay. Monopoly, but it was like you know stuff like that. Like we played. We Uno. played uh, Sagrada over the holi- uh, holiday. Oh, so good! Really like. That is such a great game. The with the uh, colored dice, the transparent dice. Yeah, that game's a blast. Sagrada? And it's a it's it's such a good puzzle. Scott, you would love Sagrada yeah. too. That Ta- how do you so spell good. it? How do you game. say it? S A G R A D A. S A G R A D A. Yeah. Oh, so- four player it's max four players though. So that's the only drawback to Sagrada. And there is a five and six player expansion though. Oh really? Oh yeah, oh, yeah look at that. You're right. I see it right here. Cool. And it's not a game that would be very hard or take a lot longer to play with five or six because basically you're drafting dice. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you're really only, the only decisions you have are like your board, you know, unless you're really getting, you know, hardcore and trying to screw everybody else by what you draft. More <laughs> or less, you're just trying to figure out how the hell do I fit these dice on my own board? Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, five or six players is just drafting more dice. Oh, man. Deck building. Sorry, I'm getting all, I'm going down a rabbit hole on the deck building. Um, <laughs> 
All right. Uh, oh yeah, you got questions about deck builders. If you see something you're wondering about, uh, I'm the man. I used to, you know, I used to call myself Doctor Deck Builder all the time because, uh, man, I love them so so much. And and the games that are board games that are have really brought and brought deck building into kind of a more complex board games. That is that's you're hitting the next level of just fun there too. Yeah, and I know it was kind of your jam, so it's good to know that. And and people out there, like for real, I've never, uh, Dan has been one of those guys that if you have questions about this sort of stuff and you reach out on Twitter, he's never going to go or just ignore you. He'll answer if you got a question. So I say bombard him with like hundreds of you at once. <laughs> and just see how that goes for you. And um, I think I even did a, uh, I'm trying to, I'm not sure if I did or it's on my list to do a top five express of the top five deck building games. It's kind of one of those things. I, I think it might just still be on my list to do. Hmm. All right. Well, very cool. Uh, any other uh, uh, recommendations or anything before we go today? Any no, I, I, you know, I've, I'll save it. I've got a, I've, you know, like I said, I've got a, a lighter one that I was going to bring out, but uh, but we'll save that for Ooh, next time. I like, I like lighter ones, I guess. Uh, it's uh, Dan Dan, the tabletop man. Don't forget, it's uh, Geek Jock Blog on Twitter and uh, the uh, Geek All Stars podcast. Anything else you want to pimp? You got anything else cool? Sorry, not pimp. That's uh, a sex trade thing. Uh, anything no, that's good. We're going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that. Trying to say that less in 2020. Trying to anyway. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, we're going to be recording our spoiler alert. Uh, episode nine. What the hell? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Is that what it's called? My God. Yeah, I just call it yeah. Star Wars these days. Star Wars uh, we're gonna do, sure, yeah. yeah. So we're going to do our episode nine. We do spoiler alert after uh, some of these big movies where we just talk about the movies like, like everybody else in the world does. We just talk about it for uh, two hours and spoil the hell out of it and, and argue. So nice. that's coming up next week. Nice. I'm uh, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear our breakdown with Jerry on Tuesday about the movie by chance? If you, oh, I need to. If, uh, if you get a minute, you I'll should check that out and see what you think. Because a lot of we got to a okay. lot of plot points that I hadn't been thinking about, the jury had been thinking about. Mm -hmm. I still land kind of where I started, which was I had a good time at the movies that yeah. night. It was yeah. a good time. Yeah. So well, I had the same really thing with like me, eight. But, yeah. I I liked eight way more right after I I saw it until later, and I was like, <laughs> 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 I still kind of like eight. I don't know. This trilogy's weird. I'm all about the TV. I keep saying this, but I'm all about the TV now. I want my stupid yeah. nano broke. So my, my nano broke. So my podcasting world is all upside down because trying to figure out the stupid podcast app on my phone is a disaster. Your nano uh, broke. My gosh, man. How? Hold on a second. What year is that? What year are we in? Are you? Uh, oh, my God. It is. It is. Old. Well, you know what it is? Because I just sit there at work and all I do is play podcasts off the little nano thing. So I, you know, I'm, I'm also I don't know if you know about this about me, Johnson. Yeah. I'm I'm cheap. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. You reserve, you're like me. You're like me with the video games. You, you're you're cheap until it comes to some hot uh, tabletop game coming out. But other than that, exactly, yeah, yeah. Now, until, which uh, nano is it? One of these three nanos right here. Yeah. Which nano do you got? Let me see, Brian. Oh, no, it's a. It's oh, he a can't see him. No, it's not. It's just a, a small square when it's like one by one. Oh, it's like the old oh, watch one. ones, Brian. The other one you have. See, Brian's a right maniac. Here. Brian's a maniac. Look at all that. He has every <laughs> nano ever made. I wish. I, I'm gonna see if I can put up my. Uh, let me see if this will go on here. If, yeah, if it won't kick. The guy that turned into a into a watch. Oh, there he is. Yeah, that's, that's the, one. the one. That's yep. the one. Hold on, Dan. I'm showing the world. There you are. Hold that up. See everybody. Dan's giant square. <laughs> and my giant <laughs> head. <laughs> that was that was a great. This is a great device. But yours broke, huh? Yeah. So a very common thing is apparently the power button. After a while, it won't go down. So I've seen about like four or five different videos on how you can take the whole thing apart and you got to put a little 
a little shard or something in there so that it actually you can you can do the the powering on and off so i just said screw it i'm not gonna take it apart i'll not just start i'll it. i'll figure it out on my phone somehow yeah well i i wish you luck if you're looking for a good podcast app my favorite is pocket cast also downcast okay. downcast is very good mm-hmm. uh, overcast and overcast downcast is are good. the two we use here in this house yep. yep there's a whole bunch of choices these days so you're you're in good hands i think you'll be all right dan dan the tabletop man everybody dan take it easy have fun be good and we'll talk See to you, you next time bye have now. a great week all right we've done it brian very cool we have we've done it we've completed a friday it's weird though. For, for the first time this year where did, where did skype crash or something Hold on. oh really on, on do you hear side. me still yeah i hear you okay it, i still see you on skype yeah it's the second is it just day. on the production uh computer yeah, the production computer just lost you oh but you're back now oh. i see oh. you i see you now oh all right well that's gonna do it for today's show big thanks everybody we'll be back monday for a week of programming very exciting stuff so come back and hang out with us in the meantime if you've enjoyed what you've heard here head on over to patreon.com slash tms and show us that you love us there's a bonus show we put out with every episode of the show that you don't get to hear unless you're a patron and that bonus show is like this little extra chunk of stuff we do during prep and post work on the show and everything else if you've never heard it, you're missing out. Some pretty funny stuff in there. A lot of Jamie's mm-hmm. clips come from the pre and post show. Sometimes mm-hmm. an S-bomb or, or, or two. Mm-hmm. Even in that thing. Sometimes Brian will drop a big fat F right in the middle of the floor. Right. Boom. 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 Just let it fester. That's right. Let it stain the carpet. <laughs> let it stank up the room. So check it out. That's at patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else you're trying to find us for, we are at frogpants.com slash tms brian why don't you play us a song on the way out i will totally do that this is one from last month from last year uh last decade we'll just say all of it um that i didn't get to uh probably because it was one of the days that we weren't doing a show from being sick or from holidays or whatever michael wrote in said hello scotch and bourbon i know you don't do a show on the 21st but my twin daughter's second birthday is that day if you could please find a great song about sisters that would be great extra points if you can find a song that frank sinatra had done before they love frank can emma and lila get some scooters oh hell's blanket um maybe i still haven't gone through that drive okay hold on we're not we're not going to leave them unneeded here so scooters i may not have the one you're looking for but i got something okay here's one environmentally conscious here it is and then you say Lose your license because it's a DWI? Scooters. And you both together, you say, we got scooters. You say that together. That won't offend nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I guess I found the original file. I got to go through it. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the best one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Awesome. So uh, here's what we're doing. It's a song called Sisters. Now, uh, look, it, it, it doesn't have Frank Sinatra. But it is a cover of a song that was originally sung by Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen for the film White Christmas, which also had Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. And if if those guys aren't Frank sinatra enough for you, then I don't know what to do for you. Um, and it's sung by actual sisters, the Papini sisters, uh, who are basically a Andrews sisters style uh, modern, uh, modern act. In 2006, they released the album Betcha Bottom Dollar had this song right here originally done by irving berlin here here are the papini sisters and sisters
Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. What kind of a deal?